Blog Talk Radio. The Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to bringing you the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. Today, rifle marksmanship uh, clinic, Saturday and Sunday, and one is occurring somewhere within a reasonable driving distance of you. And when I say reasonable driving distance, I mean uh, uh, somewhere within uh, within 10 to 300 miles. That's a reasonable driving uh, distance for you to receive uh, 25, 30 years' worth of uh, instruction in one weekend. At least that's my opinion of it. I think I drove, uh, well, I guess, about 14 or 1,500 miles <clears throat> back in the days when there wasn't one within reasonable driving distance. On an Appleseed two-day rifle marksmanship weekend, we're going to give you the skills and techniques you will need to be able to, uh, to safely and efficiently handle the rifle. And with the skills and techniques that, we've, uh, that we're going to be showing you, uh, we're going to uh, be getting you down to the point where you can uh, eventually shoot two rifleman standards. And rifleman standards is uh, four minutes of arc. That's four minutes, four, four minutes of angle shooter. So uh, uh, you 
be able to uh, keep your shots within a one inch square at 25 meters, within a four inch square at 100, within an eight inch square at 200, uh, and so on. That's the rifleman's uh, standard of proficiency. So you're going to get that, the skills instruction needs you. I'm not saying that we're going to make, you're, you're going to be able to shoot to that standard uh, the weekend that you were there. But we're going to give you these skills and techniques that will allow you to eventually reach that standard of shooting. And by the way, that it may sound like a very easy thing to do, to be able to shoot 10 shots into a one-inch square at 25 meters, 82 feet, but if you think it's real easy, go ahead, uh, measure the distance out. Put up a one-inch square, start the clock rolling, uh, fire your 10 shots in 60 seconds, and see if they all went into the black. Because if they didn't, then we've got a place for you uh, at an apple seed line within a reasonable driving distance from you just about every weekend of the year in the United States. And if you want to figure out how to get to one of those events, I'll tell you what you do. You go to rwva.org. That's the home page. Once you're at rwva.org, you look across the, uh, the top of the page, and uh, there's quite a few links up at the top, quite a few tabs. Get the second one from the left. It says Appleseed. Put your cursor on that, you'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. And that will take you uh, to the listing of events by state. And if you want to find out where an event is going on in your state, you'll click on that state. It'll give you a list of the events. Now, if you want to see uh, where events are going on anywhere in the United States, there is a hot link embedded in the text on that page, in the paragraph above the map. You can click on that, and it will take you to a listing of events across the United States. And that's where I'm going to read from now. <clears throat> now, once you're on that page, uh, there's uh, a listing of the events. And what, what we're doing is we're listing it by the weekends, such as the upcoming weekend is the February 12th and 13th weekend. And it will be listed alphabetically by the state, and then right beside the state will be the, I mean, uh, by the city, and right beside the city will be the state. Then on the same line, once you've, once you've found a location uh, that is within reasonable driving distance or that you would just like to attend, there's two other hot links just to the right of that. One says information. That information page will take, will take you to the event information page if you click on information. And that will give you all the information about that specific event on that specific date that you'll need to know to get there. It will give you uh, directions uh, on how to get to the location, uh, contact information for the uh, either the range or the folks hosting it. Uh, it should list any uh, applicable state laws, etc. Then right below that is another hot link that says register. Now, once you've decided to attend an event, go ahead and register for it. Go ahead and register right then. Don't wait. Don't let uh, something get between you 
and and attending an event, making sure that you have a place on the line. Go ahead and uh, and register. Click on there, get your registration done. That'll take you to the third-party software that we use for uh, for registering folks, run by Eventbrite, and you can register right then and there. And that does a couple of things. First of all, for you, and make sure that you have a place on the line and. Uh, as the program grows, as more and more folks attend the weekend shooting clinics, it'll be harder and harder to make sure that you have a place on the line. The time was when you could just walk on to the line and uh, you could get a place on the line very easily that way. Matter of fact, for quite a while there was no registration. Uh, you just showed up. <clears throat> but as we've gotten larger and larger, uh, we found the need to get folks pre-registered so that we can make sure that we have enough because, as I said, all across the United States, this coming weekend, the weekend after that, the weekend after that, there are events planned all across the United States. But it takes a lot of work to get the shoot boxes uh, with all the supplies and stuff sent out to get... Uh, the instructors, make sure we have enough instructors there. Uh, they have to get uh, uh, hotel accommodations, travel arrangements made, etc. So I mean, we need to know how many folks we're going to need to send to an event, and that's a way that you can help us is by making sure that you're pre-registered. So to get to this information, you go to rwva.org. That's a home page. On the top of the page, you'll see a list of tabs. On those tabs, you, one of the tabs will say Appleseed. Click on that. In that uh, drop-down menu, you see will be a list that says Schedule. You click on Schedule, that will take you to a page that has a map of the United States. And click on the state that you would like to attend the event in. That will take you to the page that lists the events for that specific state. All right, listing for the events going across the United States follows. That is on the weekend of February 12th and 13th. We have Annapolis, Maryland. That same weekend is Boulder City, Nevada, Carlsbad, New Mexico, Cloverdale, Indiana, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Como, Mississippi, Eleanor, West Virginia, Eureka, Kansas. Saturday, February the 12th is a one-day event. It's going to be on that Saturday. It'll be uh, all the information that we can pressed into one day, which is Saturday. If you can only attend, if you can only get one day on the weekend off, and you'd like to attend an event, then uh, finding a one-day event uh, will probably uh, fill the bill for you. If you're in Kansas, that will be Saturday, February the 12th. That same weekend, on the February 12th and 13th, is Hernando County, Florida. Indianapolis, Indiana, is a Saturday, February the 12th, a one-day event. Kingman, Arizona, on the 12th and 13th, as is Sunland, California. Waco, Georgia, Bedford, Indiana, starts the weekend of February 19th and 20th. Followed by Castro Valley, California, Columbiana, Alabama, Corona, California, Hastings, Nebraska, Lemoore, California, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, New Martinsville, West Virginia, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, North Fayetteville, North Carolina, 
Peterborough, New Hampshire, Piru, California, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Saratoga, New York, Saturday, February the 19th is a one-day event, Shreveport, Louisiana on February 19th and 20th, and that ends the 19th and 20th weekend and takes us to the 26th and 27th of February, which starts in Bakersfield, California, followed by Calverton, New York, Chaplin, Connecticut, Colebrook, Connecticut, Dublin, Georgia, Lapeer, Michigan, Lewiston, Idaho, Midland, Texas, Minot, North Dakota, February 26th and 27th, is an indoor shoot. So these guys have gotten it figured out. If it's too cold outside, get uh, an indoor range that's uh, heated and climate controlled and have the shoot there. That same weekend of the February 26th and 27th is Mayaka City, Florida, Racine, Wisconsin, Ramsar, North Carolina, and Sierra Vista, Arizona. That takes us uh, to the end of February, and March 5th and 6th begins in Buckeye, Arizona, Dallas-Fort Worth, Fresno, California, Harvard, Massachusetts, Saturday, March the 5th is a one-day La Crosse, Wisconsin, Miamisburg, Ohio, New Martinsville, West Virginia, Tacoa, Georgia, Waterman, Illinois, Winslow, New Jersey, Annapolis, Maryland begins the weekend of the 12th and 13th. That's followed by Burlington Flats, New York. And I've been to Burlington Flats uh, for a shoot there, and uh, it is a great location. That same weekend, the 12th and 13th, is Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Eureka, Kansas, Hartford, Connecticut, Las Vegas, Nevada, Piru, California, Ramsar, North Carolina, Rug Bluff, California, Anderson, South Carolina, starts the March 19th and 20th weekends, followed by Clinton, Illinois, Corona, California, Danville, Illinois, Ubertus, Wisconsin, Lewiston, Idaho, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Raton, New Mexico, Rochester, Indiana, Roswell, New Mexico, Sacramento, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Troop, New York, March 19th and 20th. Troop, New York. That's, uh, that was the first New York event that I did uh, at Troop, New York. It's a very, it's a beautiful uh, little range uh, tucked away in a little, a little out of the out-of-the-way place, and it's a great location. That takes us uh, to the end of the March 19th and 20th weekend. That's a full month ahead. <clears throat> if you missed any of the locations, or if you'd like to figure out uh, where you can attend an event, how to get this information, once again, I'll tell you, you go to rwva.org, that's the home page. And then, uh, across the top of the page are uh, several tabs. One of them says Apple Seed. Put your cursor on that tab. You'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. That'll take you to the page that has a map of the United States on it. If you want to select a state out of that map, and you'll be able to click on it and get the events for that state. If you'd like to take a look at a listing of uh, events across the uh, across the nation, and there's a hot link embedded in the text uh, in the paragraph above the map. 
you can go to that and uh, get a listing, uh, a full listing of events across the nation. Now, uh, as I mentioned earlier, too, there's two hot links there. One for information. Be sure and check that. Get the information for the event and then register, pre-register for the event. Now, you may be wondering what it's going to cost you to go to an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event. Well, I will tell you. If you are active duty, guard, and reserve, or a peace officer, a law enforcement officer, then your attendance is free. Those uh, are all categories that we've uh, elected to give instruction to free. Uh, If you don't fit into any of those categories and you are a male, it will be $70 for the two full days of instruction, and you'll get a T-shirt and uh, instructional material with that if you pre-register. If you wait and walk on, it will cost you 80 bucks at the door, so you're saving 10 bucks uh, off pre-registering, and you're saving about uh, 400 to 500 bucks off going to a course anywhere else. And and that's kind of a uh, – it's not going to happen anyway because there are no other courses like this. There is no other course being taught in the United States right now that is anything near what we do. If you'd like to come for a single day, that's $45 uh, if you pre-register and 50 bucks if you just walk on. And let me tell you, if you're going to come for a single day, Big Saturday. That's the day when we give uh, all the instructions. By the time we get to Sunday, we're usually putting that instruction to work. And we're uh, we're shooting AQTs, which are diagnostic tools for us to tell how good the instruction is taken on you. So if you have a choice and you only have one day to attend, go on Saturday. Now for women, women and kids were free. Uh, But we've asked now that they... Uh, just pay a small stipend of uh, $10 to attend for women and $5 for youths, which are uh, children under 21 years of age. Now, this is a huge discount over the the regular $70 pre-registration free uh, fee and uh, probably about four or $500 less than you would get if you could find a course like this anywhere else. So, $10 for women, $5 for kids is very, very cheap, as is $70 for uh, for male adults. <clears throat> so there's my pitch as far as the price goes. You won't find a, a less expensive, more informative course anywhere in the United States, all right? Uh, and as far as what Appleseed teaches you, we're not teaching you stuff that uh, that we made up and we said, okay, we're going to teach this radically uh, new material, these radically new techniques uh, for you to learn, and uh, and these are co- these are completely untried. Uh, we're just testing them out on you. We're going to see if they work or not. That's not what we're doing. We actually teach a very conservative course. That is the material that we're teaching you is material that is tried and true. It's been proven to be successful by 500 years of uh, shooting experience. We've just taken all of the uh, the skills, the techniques, we've boiled them down uh, to their very essence, and that's what we're going to teach you uh, at a weekend event. And this is stuff that normally you you would probably end up either figuring this out maybe 
or learning it from somebody else uh, during a 30-year, 20 or 30-year shooting uh, career. But why wait? Why wait for that? Why not go to a a two-day course, get yourself uh, top-loaded in front, and... uh, and put those skills and techniques uh, into practice so that you can use the next 20 or 30 years to hone them rather than to learn them. That's what I would do, and that's what I've heard people say over and over and over again when they come through the course. Folks that, uh, even uh, competitive shooters, high-power shooters, people who have been shooting for the military or for, uh, uh, you know, professional uh, type things such as uh, military snipers or military or police uh, law enforcement snipers, etc. It's all stuff they said, wow, man, I wish I could have taken this course before I started uh, shooting competitively. I wish I could have taken this course before I went to uh, SWAT school or sniper school. This is, this is exactly what I needed to to prep me for that course. So so that is what you're going to be learning now. What you won't be learning is uh, any type of politics, any type of ideology, then, uh, and we won't be doing any training. We don't do any kind of uh, uh, military maneuvers. Uh, we don't talk about any politics, uh, at least no politics that's uh, younger than about 230 years. We may talk about politics in 1774, 1775, but we're not going to talk about politics anywhere in the last two centuries. We're not going to have any tell you about any kind of ideology. We don't have an ideology. We're not going to tell you who you should vote for. All right, you're you're a an American. That's something you should be able to figure out for yourself. We're not going to give you any training, and by training I'm meaning uh, uh, do things with you that would uh, imply that you could use them at a future date, uh, like teach you how to march in step or uh, do uh, a, uh, the military uh, maneuvers or arms or anything. We don't do any of that. All we're doing is teaching you the, an absolutely fantastic stripped-down course on how to shoot to rifleman standards. And as I said before, it sounds like a very easy thing, right? And when I say fundamentals of uh, rifle marksmanship, make sure that you don't get that confused with the basics of rifle marksmanship, okay? Because the the basics of rifle marksmanship are, uh, uh, this is the, the but, it goes against your shoulder. This is the barrel, and the projectile comes out of this end here. And uh, don't get them mixed up. All right, those are the basics. All right, once you learn those, and you're you're you kind of throw that away because you're you'll you'll have that with you for uh, you know from now on. <clears throat> you're not going to need to use that anymore. Hopefully, hopefully people are not going to have to keep telling you you've got the rifle turned the wrong way. All right, these are the fundamentals. These are the things that you are going to use to fire the shot no matter what stage you are at in your uh, shooting career or what shooting discipline you're using. If you are 
just uh, cutting the plastic off of your brand new 1022 that you got at Walmart. This is going to be just as helpful to you as it's going to be to the guy that uh, shows up with his uh, duty rifle that he uses as a uh, SWAT sniper. The techniques are just as applicable either way. One person may have more experience than the other, but the techniques that uh, you're going to be shown, the skills and techniques are going to be exactly the same. All right. Tonight, first of all, let me uh, let me bring uh, Sam Sam D onto the show. Sam D is my buddy here at, uh, on the radio show, and uh, I really depend on him a lot. If uh, the power goes out here in Davila, Texas, and the electricity turns off, then my phone turns off, and uh, Sam just jumps in and starts talking. Uh, just like we had it planned that way, right, Sam? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Sam. <laughs> Thank you, Scout. It's a pleasure as always. Well, I, I depend on you, and uh, and I, I'm really proud to call to list you as a friend, Sam. You know, I met Sam uh, several years ago. I went out to New Mexico to teach an IBC out in New Mexico, and I met Sam there. I, 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 I don't know if I'd ever really talked to him that much on the forum or anything, but uh, I. I'd seen him and listened to his uh, his posts and uh, the stuff that he'd written uh, on the forum and stuff like that, and I was always very impressed because uh, for those of you guys that don't know Sam, he's a uh, he's an old grizzled veteran, and uh, <laughs> he's actually a very handsome guy. But he's but but just for for the sake of of, of keeping the image up, he's an old grizzled veteran, and. Uh, He's got a lot of experience, not just in shooting, but in life. And uh, and I, and Sam and I had a couple of long car rides uh, when I was out in New Mexico, and and it was very very much a pleasure to get to know him. And over the years, I'm like I said, I'm very proud to be able to call him a friend and and say I'm I'm in the same organization that he is. So so Sam, you're much appreciated. You owe me twenty bucks now for that uh, big intro. Okay, uh, I'll double your pay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, listen the the show tonight is called uh, Aquila non captat muscas, and that's Latin for the eagle doesn't capture flies. Right? The eagle doesn't capture flies, and what they were trying to say uh, is basically you could you could go through several different meanings through the years, <clears throat> and you finally get to current uh, modern American uh, context or uh, jargon, and you would they would say don't sweat the small stuff, right? The eagle who's flying very high, very large, very fast, uh, very sharp and skillful doesn't spend its time going after flies. Well, why? Why would it? Where, what does a fly mean to an eagle? Uh, probably not very much because they they exist in different spheres. And that kind of a thought, that kind of an idea, is really something that 
that we should try and and live our lives by. You know, there's there is plenty of stuff for most people. I mean, if you were a if you are some type of uh, uh, hermit or something, maybe there's not a lot of stuff going on in your life, and maybe you've already learned how to not uh, sweat the small stuff. But for most people, their lives are filled with a uh, continuous onslaught of things. Uh, you've got work, you've got meetings, you've got kids, you've got uh, a home mortgage, you've got a car, you've got birthday parties and funerals and graduations and dances and apple seed events and on and on and on and on and on and on. The things just line up. They go on endlessly. The things that are coming at you during your life. And mixed in with these are are things like, uh, uh, well, say one of my kids might come up to me and say, Daddy, so-and-so said something about, about me today that I didn't like, uh, or or you may uh, somebody may somebody may write uh, they may they may say a speech on TV that you don't like, or uh, or somebody may just say something about you that you don't like, or it, it could be any number of things. Uh, the the light in the hallway doesn't work anymore. Uh, one of the toilets is stopped up. These things don't really, in the in the scheme of things, in the scheme of things in your life, these things don't really, they don't really account for much. They don't really have a very big standing right. Now, I'm saying normally, you know, if you have if you're having a big party at your house and the toilet doesn't work, then that's different. But I'm just talking about uh, <clears throat> in the course of events of, of your day, etc. Then uh, having a hallway light go out or having uh, uh, the toilet not flush right, or backing up into uh, a shopping cart, uh, those kind of things. Those are not the things that are important, right? Those are not the things that are important. Those are not the things that are going to uh, cause you to not be able to feed your family, or or not be able to uh, to take more than uh, than five or ten steps uh, without getting sick or falling down, uh, or that uh, that are going to cause your arms and legs not to be able to work anymore and for you to be a quadriplegic. They're just little tiny things that are pretty much meaningless. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in your life that is just, uh, I mean, it's it's stuff, but it's a lot of the stuff uh, that you shouldn't let affect you. And, uh, and working with this program, working with the Appleseed Project, uh, this is one of the the first time that I really worked with uh, with a nonprofit organization, you know, I mean, I've worked as uh, uh, I've worked with different organizations, but normally it was either in, uh, well, let's say, in the military. Completely different than a non than a uh, all volunteer nonprofit organization. Completely different. Uh, working for myself, having my own company. 
completely different than working for a nonprofit organization. You know, whenever you're in the military, uh, it sounds very strange, but you don't have civil rights in the military. They've been they, they're suspended once you raise your hand and you swore yourself in. You lose a huge amount of rights that you normally have in civilian life, right? In the military, uh, if you are not at the appointed place, at the appointed time, wearing the correct clothing, that is potentially a jailable offense. You can go to jail for that, right? Oh, one other thing, ready to render the proper greeting of the day. That's the, the fourth. If you're not at the right place, uh, on time, wearing the right clothing, that is potentially a jailable offense. Whenever you're told to do something by somebody in the military, uh, if you elect not to do it, then that is potentially a jailable offense. Uh, if you're working for a company or working for an individual uh, and they tell you to do something and you elect not to do it, then that is potentially reason for your separation from that uh, from that job. A nonprofit organization, all volunteer, is completely different. And uh, people do the things that they can. They they try and 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 run the organization uh, kind of like on the side as an additional thing to do. And for me, that was a it was a very strange uh, getting to getting involved in this, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I guess I spent many many years either, as I said, either in the military or working for myself. <clears throat> that uh, uh, that I wasn't I wasn't very familiar with uh, with the goings ons of of organizations like this. Uh, the the politics involved in it. And uh, and that's what I found out after that, of course, is that there's politics in just about every single thing uh, you can name. I mean, uh, when I, first I found there's politics uh, in nonprofit organizations. And then when I started contacting ranges uh, to see about working with them, then I started finding out that at a shooting range, there's politics. Whether or not you get into a uh, a shooting range and get your event listed or not uh, may come down to the, the politics of the organization. Who knows who? Who's on the uh, uh, on the top of the chain? Who's on the bottom? Who said something to somebody else that they didn't like? It may all come down to that, with the politics of the uh, of the organization. So finding out that 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 there was a lot of politics involved and egos involved in a nonprofit was very uh, just just new to me, uh, and. Uh, and at the Appleseed Project, you know, we have uh, we have a 
Well, we have a uh, our motto, one of the mottos, one of the things we try and live by here is leaving your egos at the door. And uh, and we try and get people to to live by that. Yeah, because that makes it uh that makes it a much easier work situation. Uh and granted, you know, most folks involved in organizations such as the Alpsey Project, the one that we're that everybody here is working with, the majority of those folks are very passionate. I mean they're very passionate individuals. They're very determined to see that this nation continues on the right path that our freedoms, our liberties are safeguarded. And we need those men and women, and we need those passions. But we've got to find the right way to do this. We've got to find the right way to to live and work and survive on the, on the levels uh, and in those areas that, that produce as little chafe as possible. And... Uh, so uh, I'm not but before I talk any more about this I want to bring on uh, a guest that we have uh, with us tonight. Uh Most of you folks have probably heard of uh JB Junior Birdman. He's a master instructor with the uh, Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship program and uh JB is uh <clears throat> Well, he was one of the first, uh, one of the first uh, few guys in the program that uh, that was tasked with setting up the the standards and uh, uh, the manuals, etc. So most of the stuff that you, if you read the instructors' manuals, <coughs> the uh, the tech stuff that we have. The source for that was uh, Junior Birdman. Now there have been revisions of stuff after afterwards, but uh, all of the the main body of work that uh, we refer back to uh, all originated with uh, JB. Now once again, I'm not I might be making JB's head swell, but uh, uh, he didn't come up with it completely out of his own mind. As I said, we have 500 years of experience that we're distilling down. But uh, let me let. Uh, let me go ahead and bring him on with us. Uh, JB, welcome to the show. Thank you, Scout, and uh, good evening, everybody. Glad to be here. Well, thank you for taking the time off. Uh, JB is also a, a pilot, and uh, he has uh, he's got a uh, whirlwind schedule. I know that you've been sick uh, for the last few weeks, JB. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Uh, if no you're, I'm sure you were listening on the line, and uh, and I wanted to. To tell you thanks for all the work that you have put into the program uh, for so many years now, and uh, and what a great debt that uh, uh, that we owe you for all the work you've done on the tech part of it. Uh, well, I say tech on the setting up the <clears throat> the instructor guidelines and uh, and the teaching manuals, etc. Uh, we really uh, we really owe you a big debt for that because I know you spent well, a lot of time doing it. First of all, it's a, it's a labor of love, and, and second of all, you know, it's, like you said, there was a ton of people out there, uh, you know, all of us together working on this and uh, to get it through. And it's a uh, it's a labor of love for a higher cause, so no problem, believe me. Well, in the introduction, when I was talking about the 
the uh, the thing that we ca- we always tell folks is leave your egos at the door. The only problem is is that a lot of times that's about as that's about the end of the instruction that we right. teach people on right. on on that, and we expect them right. to understand the rest. Now we don't do that with uh, uh, with the six steps to firing the shot. We don't say use six steps to fire the shot. All right, now move on. <laughs> I mean, right? It's, I, it's an elaborate. Yeah, we teach it's, it. It's a very and, intangible thing, and it's tough. To, it's tough to do, and uh, and you're right. And and, and you, you look at it. Uh, you know, we like to say that that when you first come to the program, and you know, I've been around for I'm in my sixth year now, and I've seen a lot of changes with the program, and I've gone through these changes, and I've thought this. I was a newbie once, you know, and uh, when you first come to the program, you you think, wow, this is this is really great. This is a great program and it's about shooting. But then if you stick around long enough, you uh, come to realize it's not about shooting at all. It's about the history and the heritage. And then if you stick around the program a little bit longer, you realize, you know what, it's not even about the history and heritage. This program is about becoming the absolute best American that you can possibly be. It's about developing you as a person. Exactly. It takes a little while to get to that, but that's what it's truly about. If you stick around long enough, you'll you'll understand. Right, and and what we need to make sure to do is give folks all the tools that we can to make sure that they they make it to that revelation, and that right. they don't get uh, they don't catch on fire, uh, you know, or self combust before they get there, because a lot of people right. do. So when we exactly. say leave your ego at the door, uh, and that, and we give the folks that platitude, wh- what are we trying to tell them? What what do we how what how can we elaborate on that? Well, I, I think we've got to have concrete examples. Like you say, it's an abstract thing, and it means different things to different people. Historically, we've done a fantastic job of teaching people how to shoot, and, and we've done a fantastic job of teaching the history and heritage and, and making people want to get up off the couch and go out there and, and do things to uh, to affect a, a, a change in, in the country for the better. And the reason is because we put it right there in front of them and they see it, and it's concrete, and they can, they can, they can actually act on it and see a result right then and there. So historically, we've done a great job of teaching the shooting and the history and heritage. Where we've failed as, a, as an organization is the development of the, of the individual because it is more abstract. And therefore, we do need more concrete uh, examples uh, as as a teaching method. I think um, it's not something that's easy to do. We have this uh, this idea, I think, that you know, a fellow comes out and he shoots. He comes to an apple seed a couple of times, and and he shoots a, a you know a two twenty four, and he's a fantastic guy, and he takes an orange hat and wants to be an instructor, and we just think that. Uh, suddenly we have transformed this individual into uh, a super-American. And there's a, a switch inside him somewhere that gets slipped. And now he's the perfect individual. He's going to be able to, to to work well with others and go out there and get all this stuff accomplished. And unfortunately, it's just not so. Everybody is a product of their, of their, uh, their past and their experiences. And so you bring to the program the same baggage that you had the day before. And a lot of that 
uh, kind of bleeds over into the program. I think what we have to do is teach people how to how to uh, how to deal with that, so to speak, how to how to get past that. And um, in doing that, I think we've got to have concrete examples. For for example, you know as well as I do, out there on the line. Uh, there's thousands, of, well, gosh, there's thousands of different people across the country with thousands of, difference of uh, differences and ideas of how things should go or how something should be taught, and somebody teaches something a little differently than the way you might have taught it, and there's a, maybe a conflict there or a little bit of a uh, an ego issue there when there absolutely shouldn't be. So how do we deal with that? That's the question. And I propose that, that we could do a much better job of it um, and it's important that we do that because we have to change people to change this country. We have to change people. If we change enough people, we change the country. We have to get them to the point where they understand that the country is bigger and more important than them. The mission is much bigger and more important than them. And then there's a lot of things that really just don't matter. We don't have to sweat these little things, just like you were saying earlier. Um, We all should be eagles, right? We all need to be eagles and not worry about the flies. Right. Well, like you said, there's, uh, uh, and I've seen this before out, uh, you know, folks, uh, an instructor will get up and instructs, and this is just a, a very, very mild form of it. The instructor will get up and, and do an instruction or do a course of instruction. <clears throat> Maybe one of the instructors will come over and say, man, that's not the way I do that. I, I do it like this, such and such, and I, I say this and this. <clears throat> and my answer to that is always, look, uh, everybody has their own ability, their own uh, uh, everybody has their own uh, way of teaching things, and uh, and I'm telling you, even if uh, even if we even if we only taught uh, uh, one tenth of what we teach, uh, you know, an instructor teaches, then uh, the folks are still getting way above their money's worth. Uh, as long as as long as uh, somebody presents the uh, the instruction. In a safe manner, then they've 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 done their job. It's nothing to get uh, upset about, nothing to cause right. a ruckus about. Uh, right. And you can uh, you can correct any uh, any things in the refreshers. There's nothing to get uh, there's nothing to get wired about on, on that. Right. <clears throat> it, it's it, if you want to draw parallels, it's the same as, as, as shooting. Your form. And your execution of, of shooting may be slightly different from mine, and that's okay, isn't it? As long as as long as the target is hit, it's the same thing in life. It's the same thing out there on the line. It's the same thing as far as the mission goes. As long as the the mission is being advanced, as long as our uh, history and heritage is being put out there like it should be, as long as people are being taught uh, all the virtues that make them good Americans patience, perseverance, things like that, then, then the mission is being accomplished. Does it matter if you said something a little differently than I would have said it? 
in the teaching of that? No, it doesn't. We have to stay focused on the big picture and not the flies. Right, and there, and the thing is, is that there are uh, there are plenty of examples. Uh, we we have, we have, believe me, we have plenty of examples of how uh, not to do things or how things <laughs> could be done better that we've experienced, uh, you know, out uh, among the the different apple seeds and stuff like this, and uh, and I. I believe that you're working on a a project now to uh to try and implement uh like a like an instructional uh type thing to to try and teach some of the folks uh, about this, right? About Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's in its formative stages right now. Uh we're still kind of getting the people and the project together. Uh, I expect it to be out pretty soon. I hope hope to get it out pretty quick and uh, and start implementing it. It'll be as far as the program goes. It'll be implemented on a on the local level, uh, and it's something that everybody will have to get involved in, and it's something that everybody will be, will be held to. Um, you know, I have to hold you to the standards, just like I have to hold anybody else to the standards. Just like everybody else has to hold me to the standards, but to know what they are, they got to know. They, they have to have. They have to know what to expect. And they have to have this stuff in writing, and so that's what we're working up now. Right, right. Because when you go to a fancy restaurant, I mean, if you haven't been to one before, you may not know which of the uh, two dozen forks or spoons or knives to use, and uh, so what you need is a crash course on on manners and etiquette, <clears throat> and that's kind of what. Uh, if if I'm following this correctly, that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Is how yes. how we conduct uh, and, and ourselves as instructors, uh, right. as far as ethically and and morally, and uh, and how to leave our egos at the door. What that what that really means when we say that? What do we you know? What we're actually saying? Yeah, and and how do we how do we how do we treat each other? You know, this is a special program, and we're special people. You said at the beginning of the program that we're passionate people. That is so true. We're a passionate bunch of people, and we react passionately a lot of times. And as long as we focus our energies where they should be, that's a good thing. But when you put when you put a bunch of passionate people together in a program, yeah, there's going to be passion. Ha, big surprise, right? But the thing is, what's good for the program is good for the nation. And if we can teach people to shoot... And not just shoot, but shoot incredibly well. If we can teach people about their history and their heritage, not in their head, but in their heart, so that they live it, they know it, they breathe it, they love it, they want to tell everybody about it, then we're doing our job there. Well, why, why would we stop there? Why would, why, would we, why would we think, okay, that makes them a good American? Because they've still got to go further than that. This is the part that we need to work on. This is what we intend to do with this this little this little uh, program that we're working on. Because if we right. advance the program and we build each other up, because, I mean, let's face it, if you're in Oregon and I'm in here in Alabama or you're in New York or you're in, in uh, New Mexico or anywhere, you're my brother and you're my sister in the cause. And as, as hard as it is, we have to get along and we have to advance the mission. 
and we have to build each other up. If my brother falls, I have to reach down and help him up and dust him off and get him back, you know, working on the program again. That's that's our duty. We have to do that if we're going to accomplish the mission. This just helps us do that. Right, and and like you said, like I was saying earlier, we the, we are folks are passionate folks, and you have to uh, you have to find that that place where being passionate about your life, your mission, your goals, and stuff, where that can fit uh, comfortably inside what you're doing, and at the same time. Keep in perspective the things that are important and the things that are not important. <clears throat> you know, when Fred was on the uh, the program last week, uh, he mentioned uh, uh, a discussion that uh, he and uh, Chuck Leeming and I had uh, about uh, Chuck is with a battalion commander and uh, one of his uh, first sergeants. I've been talking to the men, and he said, hey, you folks, uh, you need to... Uh, you need to quit uh, thinking about so much about yourselves and start thinking about uh, the, like the mules pulling the plows. You need to put your blinders on and uh, and look straight ahead and worry about plowing a straight furrow. You look off to the left, then you're going to veer to the right. Look off to the right, you're going to veer to the left, and uh, and that's going to affect your mission. And that and and, and we do the same things ourselves. You know, instead of uh, instead of wondering or worrying about what's best for me in the program, what's best for my my uh, my small group or my state, uh, people start uh, they they start worrying about things that aren't important. They start getting involved in discussions that that aren't important to them. And you add that you add the volatility of passionate folks to. Uh, like an online thing, like a forum, and you got a perfect recipe for disaster. Because exactly, one thing I've it's noticed is that the most forum, especially on, the, on a forum, <laughs> right? A forum is to me seems like it's completely designed to cause confusion and chaos. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> that it has special software programming in it. That uh, causes all every other post uh, or every post in some folks' uh, cases to be uh, misread and misinterpreted, yep. and uh, yep. and the only solution, of course, then is to post something that uh, that is uh, in in some folks' minds that it's, it's justified, and uh, and you have to ask yourself, is this accomplishing my goal? Well, first of all, what is my goal? And then, is this accomplishing my goal? Is this helping right. me forward in my goal? Because if it's not, right. maybe it's one of those small things that don't make any difference in my life. Maybe right. it's one of those things that's like like the fly is to the eagle. Maybe it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. And and that's that's the thing. The, the program as a whole, if you stop and you just take a look at it, you just take a step back and look at the program as a whole. The program has done tremendous things. It has grown in, in huge ways. And we're just a bunch of rank amateurs who, are, unfortunately, are shackled to this thing called the Internet that we have to work together on. But look at what we've accomplished. You know, I dare say there's probably not, not another organization in the country that's come close to doing what we've done. It's come close to doubling every year. You know, especially 
having to do it, you know, a bunch of strangers communicating on the Internet. And, and like you say, the, the Internet lends itself to that kind of thing. You, you can cause more trouble by leaving a comma out of a sentence than you could possibly imagine. You didn't mean to leave the comma out, but you left the comma out, and now the sentence has a completely different meaning, and now everybody's all upset with you. You know? It's that easy. And what we have to understand, like I said, is we're all in this together. We're all on the same team. You know, you're my brother. You're my sister. I may not have ever even met you. But you know what? I already know the kind of person you are because you stepped up and you're in this program. And that says volumes to me. So... I owe it to you, you owe it to me, to give me that little bit of courtesy, that little bit of respect, and and understand that just like you, I'm trying to accomplish the same thing. I'm trying to to advance the mission. Right, exactly. We'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll probably have, uh, you know, a, a list of uh, concrete uh, questions. That's the way it's shaping up, looks like, that we really will encourage people to ask themselves. And you asked one a little bit earlier, uh, is this, is this, how is this helping to advance the program? That kind of thing. Uh, and we're going to probably ask people before you respond to a PM or an email, before you talk to somebody on the phone, before you, uh, you know, uh, send a PM to somebody, you ask yourself these, these questions. First of all, how, how does this, advance the program how does this build up my brother or my sister in the program if it doesn't maybe you shouldn't be sending that that pm uh, right and i'll tell you what, I'm, what one question is one question i thought was pretty good was would be is this really that big a deal <laughs> because a lot of times what well, seems like a really big deal to me if i'll just wait 24 hours before i hit the send button 24 hours later it doesn't seem like that big a deal Little simple well, things like that say, probably, uh, probably keep us out of trouble. I was just going to say that uh, that uh, I learned long ago uh, that lesson, and uh, what I have to do now is exactly that. Uh, and I'm just as guilty of it as of anybody, of, of wanting to do it. Uh, I'm probably learned now to be less guilty of doing it, uh, but I'm just as guilty of wanting to do it at times and reading something and saying, well, I'm just, I'm just going to uh, tell this person exactly what I think. And what I'll do is uh, I'll sit down and write it out, and I'll just write it out however I want. And, uh, and sometimes there will even be curse words in it. And, uh, but here's the only difference is I don't send it. I write mm-hmm. it out just like I want to, and then I put it in my, uh, my uh, save it in my file, and uh, and then I'll wait uh, 24 hours and I'll look at it. And yep. then uh, yep. I may rewrite it. And I'll wait another 24 hours. And then I may rewrite it again. And I'll wait another 24 hours. And finally, usually by that point, I'll just say, you know what? I've got I've, I've got uh, put out feed for the cows. Uh, I've got to write a report on this, and I don't even have time to post this now. So I'll just hit uh, delete, and it'll just go in the trash. And and what that yeah. has showed me is that you know. Even without my response, even without me making this this huge monumental response that I wanted to make, uh, it seems that life went on. The sun came up, uh, you know, the kids got to school, the Appleseed program kept rolling along, 
even without me making that uh, huge rebuttal. Yep. <laughs> so and and uh, and so you you as a person then have have done a good thing and you've grown and you realize what's important and what's not so important now. The program benefits because now there's not some sort of uh, hostile feelings between you and whoever. The country benefits because the program advances. This is how we become better Americans, and this is how we advance the program, and this is how we turn the country around. It's, it's almost like the butterfly effect, right? It's this little ripple, but it has important uh, ramifications down the road and in the, in the long run. And right. We and are a volunteer organization. We're in it for the long run. And there's a lot more, uh, uh, because you, have, you and I have talked about this for a while, because this is a, this is a program that uh, uh, that you as a master instructor were asked to uh, to work on, and uh, and you're doing a great job on it, I think. And we've discussed uh, we've discussed this a bit, and there's there's a lot of other things to it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that, and, and some of these we teach, some of the things that we teach you, but a lot of them we don't teach you. So how are you going to know? Uh, what to do if you haven't been in a certain situation before? Because for many folks, this is the first time they've been involved in some kind of a group uh, uh, organization or anything like that. And uh, right. And so there's a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, examples. There's going to be a lot of concrete examples of it, and a lot of uh, and then there'll be folks that you can ask about it. Uh, I think one of the examples we were talking about was. Uh, uh, say you're a brand new uh, orange hat, and uh, and you are uh, getting some time on the line, uh, calling the line. Now we know that as a line boss, you're in charge of the line, and you're in charge of of all the goings on, regardless of your rank uh, as an orange hat, etc. Once you have taken possession of the line, then you are in charge of the line, <coughs> and uh, and say some. Uh, some other instructor, maybe even a red hat. Maybe they're, they're down uh, talking while you're trying to give instruction. What do you do? How do you resolve that? And uh, and there is a right answer to that. And I can tell you one of the wrong answers is uh, is you don't scream at them or throw a rock or or anything like that. And most people know this, but uh, but there's a lot of things that people don't. Uh, no, or they're not familiar with, and this is uh, I think this is going to be a great uh, a great addition to the instruction on how to become uh, an apple seed instructor, and, and more than that, how to become a rifleman, you know, to uh, to make yourself the absolute best that you can be. Exactly, exactly, because all this stuff carries over into, for lack of a better term, your real life. Right, your life out there, your everyday life, and that's truly what Appleseed is about—to to make you the absolute best American that you can possibly be. Because I know that you, as the absolute best American you can possibly be, are going to go out there and influence your friends, neighbors, uh, church members, people that you come in contact with on a daily basis, and that's how we turn the country around. That's how we accomplish the mission. Exactly, and uh, and just like you said, you know what, uh, and, and it is a revelation, and it's hard to 
uh, first of all, if, before you come to an apple seed, if you've never been to one before, it's almost, it's almost kind of hard for me to explain to you uh, it, what an apple seed is or, or how, it, how it works, unless you've been to one, because I can tell you what happens there, uh, some of the things that happen there, but I can't give you, I, I can't make you understand what's going to happen there, because it's not just uh it's not just a shooting course it's much more than that <clears throat> and i can i can i can tell you just like you were saying earlier that at a certain point you're going to realize that it's not about just about shooting because a lot of people uh, i don't care what you say to them they're going to the, the at the end of the day they're going to say what if they haven't been to an event they're going to say well it's it's about shooting i guess we're going to teach you how to shoot that's as much as i know then you go to an event and you realize then that it's it's not really just about shooting. And you stay with the program long enough, like you said, and you realize it's not about shooting. And then you start understanding that it's about the history. It's about the heritage and culture. And then you go on and you find out that, you know what, it's that's really not what it's about either. Really, it's about me becoming the absolute best American I can become. But as we were talking about earlier that you got to you're going to have to weather all the storms and uh, and the tempest to get to that point. And uh, we don't want to lose people before that point. We want folks to to stay with the program up to that point. You know, for the for the show on the show page uh I wrote the introduction for this quite a while back. Uh but uh, but the introduction says, a rifleman never stops learning. A rifleman never stops teaching. A rifleman continues to seek ways to protect the freedom the Founding Fathers left us to improve himself, his home, his family, his community, his state, and his country every day of his life. A rifleman adapts, a rifleman overcomes, and a rifleman persists. This is not just some fancy gilded rhetoric we throw around like popcorn and pennies. This is the code we live by here. There is nothing wrong, no matter how often the mass of talking heads tells you that it's wrong or outdated or corny or stupid and cavemanish, with having a code to live by in your life. Most Americans have forgotten their code. They've forgotten how to be Americans. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help you remember. And I think that that, that really sums up what we're trying to do. And, you know, I, I've told people this uh, quite a few times now since you related it to me, but <clears throat> uh, you and I were talking uh, a couple of months ago, and you told me that one of the instructors uh, that you had spoken with, and I don't remember where or who it was, you can if you you can uh, uh, give proper credit if you want to, because I've been using it willy-nilly, and that is uh, that all a rifleman has to do is the next right thing. Right. And, uh, and that's just, yeah. for me, that was boiling everything down, just like we do with the six steps, et cetera. That boiled everything down into one sentence. All a rifleman has to do is the next right thing. Right. That does it. That does it. But, 
but how do they know that? And we're and that's what we want to do. We want to help them understand what that is, what the next right thing is. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, what? How do you see? How do you envision this? Uh, how do you envision this coming together? Uh, well, at present, at present, uh, we're in, like I say, in the formative stages right now. We will probably, uh, like I said, we're going to use concrete examples, and we're going to plug them in at the uh, PC level. So when people are coming up through the through the system, they take an orange hat, and uh, as you know, they have to go through multiple levels of training uh, before they have an instructor's hat, a red hat. As they're coming up through those, they're taking uh, what we call PCs, um, progress checks, to test their knowledge and, their, and skills uh, as far as teaching, teaching the rifle and teaching the history and things like that. We do a great job of that. So what we're doing is just adding to that. And we're going to put concrete examples in there of, uh, say, on your very first PC. There'll be three or four uh, questions. And it'll be situational questions. Uh, that will put you in a situation and ask you how you would respond, how would you handle this. And to begin with, they'll be pretty easy, uh, pretty easy things, like the one you, the example you gave a little bit earlier. Uh, say, for instance, uh, your first PC, you may have an example that says uh, you're working uh, at, a, at a shoot with a bunch of people you've never been to this one before, and the, sh- and the shoot boss uh, gives you a pre-shoot briefing and he explains that we're going to do this particular thing this way. Well, you've never seen it done that way. Never heard of it done that way. Sounds kind of strange to you. You're not even sure that's a good idea. What do you do? So now you've got to think it through and come up with an answer. And it's not necessarily going to be a, quote, right answer. There may be several right answers. There will be a lot of wrong answers. <clears throat> and you're going to, But you're going to work through these situations. And as you progress through the PCs all the way up through the instructors, they get progressively harder and progressively uh, more uh, difficult to solve. We will likely have a culmination of this thing in the uh, instructor PC. Uh, there may even there may even be a an instructor. Um, I don't even know what we're going to call it. Probably <laughs> something something on the order of a meeting where you get together with other uh, Red Hat candidates, instructor candidates, with uh, a senior instructor, and he gives you situations, and you'll work through them as a group and come up with a solution, how you would handle this particular thing. So that by the time you are a red hat, you will have already seen a ton of these things, in in hypothetical manner at least. You will have already seen them. So that when a real problem arises, it's not going to be a stretch for you to, to know what you're going to have to do. Additionally, since you've done it the entire program with your buddies as you progress and with, you know, other people in the program that are already uh, behind you or are ahead of you as, as you progress, all of you know what to expect, and all of you know what to expect from each other, and you can you can build up one another. I like to say exactly as, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another, and so exactly. you can hold each other's feet to the fire, so to speak. And and if you see me going off the reservation, it's not going to be that big a stretch for you to go go hey uh, hey Rick. Come here. Uh, let's talk about this. Remember, we said we were going to handle it like this. Remember that. And it's a lot easier for us to uh, to put it into effect and to make it run the way it should should run that way. Um, 
we right, will probably, that's exactly, probably that's exactly right. We were talking ideas. about the uh, we were talking you and I were talking about the 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 new IIT and the uh, uh, and the you know as a line boss and and it does the instruction doesn't just work one way. We're not just uh, asking the uh, the new IITs to uh, to handle themselves by a certain code. We're asking all the instructors to. And this isn't uh, this isn't something that is far fetched or anything like that. But if the new IIT if he learns that uh, if he's a line boss and there's a, uh, say, a red hat uh, down the line that's talking while he's trying to give instruction, if he learns how he's supposed to handle it, well, that also tells the red hat how he's supposed to handle it. So that's right. So you can't uh, right. you can't have well, you can't have uh, one guy feeling like uh, all of a sudden like well how dare this 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 orange hat say this to me I'm a red hat and. Yeah. Because this has, because this has that's what we told him. Yeah, because that's what that's <laughs> what that red hat is going to teach that IIT to do. So so it's right. going to it's going to go in both directions, and and everybody's going right. to have a have a uh, a way to live and behave with each other. Everybody's going to work it out. Right. If, if you're out not there come already as a senior instructor or, or or a red hat or even an orange hat, if you're out there mentoring anybody right now, you're going to see this for what it is. It's just mentoring. Right. That's all it is. That's, it, it, that's exactly it's it. mentoring, but it's mentoring. <clears throat> right, and this isn't something that uh, that is going to be shoved uh, down yeah. you or something from somewhere else. This is something that uh, you guys are going to develop locally. You're going to have your your own guys are going to be figuring this out and talking it, talking with each other about it, and uh, and putting it into practice and. And everybody's going to uh, to have a code that they live by as instructors. It, it's going Listen. to be it, it's, it'll be a grassroots thing anyway. A lot of the stuff that we're we're talking about, these examples that we're going to use, uh, say in the PCs, they're going to come from from you, the listener, the people that are out there working the line. I can promise you, you have seen plenty of examples that challenged your ego or your skills or or your interpersonal relationships that has challenged you. And we're going to solicit those examples, and we're going to use them because real-world examples are, are what we're looking for. Right. If you guys have any uh, questions, or if you'd like to make any comments about uh, what we're discussing now, we'll, we welcome those. You can call in at three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. And Sam, of course, as always, you you jump in. Uh, Jump in whenever you're when you're ready to jump in. Okay. We got a caller on the line now. We'll uh, check this caller and see uh, if they have any comments or uh, or questions. Uh, area code eight zero three four seven four. Yes, sir. Yeah, who's this? Hey, it's you, Squirrel. Yes, how are you, Scout? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really good. I uh, was doing some work in the office and turned on the radio and happened to hear JB and. Uh, Got really interested, and uh, JB and I have talked about a lot of this stuff on the phone, just friend to friend, and uh, there's not really a whole lot I can add outside of what you guys have already hashed out, but I can add a little bit of personal experience, and if you'll allow me, I'd like to do that. Um, I've been around the program since 2007, September, and uh, I've been involved with it, and suffice it to say, 
uh, I've went down that path of having too much ego. I mean, I've uh, I've gotten my nose bent out of joint, and I think a lot of people, uh, especially passionate people, um, as most people are in Appleseed, they do a lot of things really well, and then they do a lot of bad things really bad. And what the program does, if you stick around long enough, is your shortcomings as a man or a woman will be highlighted. Uh, personally, mine was, if there's a set of horns out there, i got to lock them if I know I'm right. Well, what I found out in the long run is basically I'm not always right. And, uh, you know, maybe that, that other person that I'm going after is not always right. But J.B. said it, and we've all said it, and that is that the mission that we're trying to do is bigger. So what distills from that is if you stick around long enough, and you start looking at what you're doing wrong, never mind what you think everybody else is doing wrong, and you start really putting that light of truth on what you are, you'll start making some corrections. And uh, I've done that. Uh, and, and basically, there's a couple of things that I've mentioned tonight or I've heard on the forum or, or about the forum, um, the fights on the forum, uh, whatnot. My advice to people who have talked to me uh, about it is just don't read it. Just stay off of it. I mean, the forum should be a place to where you can exchange, get good ideas. Uh, you need to get uh, your shoot rosters. You need to do AARs. But if you can't, as a man or a woman, handle beyond that, and it's a temptation for you to get in there, see something that somebody wrote in, oh, I don't know, uh, Wisconsin, and say, hey, that's not right. Why are they doing that? Well, in the grand scope of things, they'll come to that realization whether or not it's right or not. You have a job to do. Basically, stick to that job. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been since 2007, and uh, I'm, still, I'm still happy to be able to teach, and I'm excited that, uh, that, that the things that JB are talking about is coming to fruition because this is a wonderful program. There are wonderful people. I think just about everybody in it is. We just lose sight and we get mad at one another and sometimes we just target each other and, you know, that's just something that we need to stop. And I just wanted to add that. You guys are executing well. I just wanted to add a little bit of testimony. If you just look at yourself, what you're doing wrong, make the corrections, never mind what you think, just do the right thing. And that's all I had to say. Well, I think you uh, I think you hit on some good points and uh, and one of those is is that that this is a uh, a teaching organization, but a lot more than that, it's like we've been talking about all night. It's a learning organization too, yeah. and that uh, I think that you're absolutely right. The longer you stay with it, the uh, and the better you get, then the brighter the brighter the light will shine on and I might add, your rough edges. You know, if you stay with it. I mean, I've seen we've all seen people. Well, I'm just going to pick up my marbles and go home and get in the tizzit and leave. You know, I've been guilty of doing that. Uh, I just said, you know, the, the heck with this. You know, the, the, these people, I, I just can't be around this. But what happens is it's it's so easy and so wrong to do nothing. That And the program is such a good thing that you, you come back to it. You have to come back to it. I, I think it was uh, uh, Son of Martha that said, once this gets in your blood, and it hits all the right triggers, it ain't coming out. So you may as well just keep on keeping on. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right there because, number one, there is no other program in the United States that's doing what we're doing here. 
And number two, I think one of the, the things you've got to ask yourself uh, before you ever come into the program, and certainly as you're as you're going along in the program, is you have to keep hitting that reset button and asking yourself, what is my mission? What am I right. trying to? What am I really trying to do here? Because <clears throat> there have been uh, there have been stuff uh, all along in the program. There has been stuff that uh, that has caused folks grief. Uh, I don't. It could be anything. It could be uh, uh, no camo or 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 the fact that we don't allow alcohol at uh, events. It could be anything like that. And, right. and people get uh, really tweaked about that. And the way I look at it, and I'm not saying uh, that my way is any better than, than any others, but I'll just tell you what my way of looking at it is. And here it is, is that I have a, uh, a mission that I'm working at, and that is to fulfill the goals of this program. And that those goals of this program are the ones that we have – that we've been mentioning mentioning all along. So how do I, how can I achieve those goals? And uh, does wearing a certain article of clothing does it make my goals easier to attain or less easier to attain, or does it make any difference? And then I look at that and I, I base my my next action on what the answer to that is. And wearing clothing, no matter what it is, doesn't affect my goals one way or the other. If the program said uh, that I needed to wear a uh, uh, a pink Hawaiian shirt uh, to instruct in, I would ask those, myself those questions. And if, as long as it as it didn't stop me from doing my goal, Hawaiian shirt though. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, who knows? I might. I know Sam but would look good in a pink Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> even if it even. If that's what the if that's what it was, then I would have to ask myself: Is this is this get in between me and my mission? And the answer would be no, it doesn't. So, so what's more important to me? Is it what I'm wearing, or is it my ability to affect change in the nation? And then I would go on from there. And I think that's that's one of the things that you have to keep asking yourself: Is is where does this lay in the scheme of things? Where what does how does this really affect me? Do I if if I have to uh, follow some certain guidelines? Okay, I'll do that. Uh, as, as long as I get to continue on with my mission, because the one thing I can guarantee you is that if you are not, if you if you do decide to, like you were saying earlier, pick up your marbles and go home, now you got to ask yourself, how did that help in furthering? The mission, and I'm not just talking about Appleseed because because you're not uh, furthering Appleseed. Yes, does uh, does further your personal goals. But if your personal goal is to affect change on the nation, then then how does you not being uh, an instructor with the program? How does that make your goal easier to achieve? So those are the things that I would that I would be asking. Myself. Let's bring another caller on the line real quick. I don't want to keep people waiting too long. Thank you. Uh, Eric code seven zero eight four zero eight. You're on the line. Hey, um, my name's John, and uh, Auntie Bellum told me I need to call in. I came to my first Waterman, uh, my first apple seed at Waterman, and uh, I am now an ex couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that make you feel? 
Well, it made me feel a little bit sore. I'm an old man, you know, and uh, it was kind of hard getting out there in the snow, and uh, it was very cold. It was about 20 inches of snow out there. But it was very exhilarating, and um, it was a good time. There's some very friendly people there. I brought my son and his wife as well, and uh, we... uh, we had a real good time, but uh, I, I will tell you I need to do more of those events before I'm going to be any good on a firing line. Well, did you meet Antebellum? I did meet Antebellum. She was she was showing me a lot of good tricks, and uh, she told some of the history, and she and Rimshot and Gopher Boy and Two Clicks Low and Gravy let me use his rifle because my scope was all messed up and I didn't have a sling. And so well, they were I've all met, very, they I've, were, I've met her too and uh, and I got to tell you uh she is a first class person and a great yes, instructor she is. and yes, she uh, is. and our program is the better for having her in it. I wish we had more antebellums in the program. Absolutely. Now, I so now after the, going to the event and uh and shooting uh was the uh, first of all let me ask you this where did you first hear about uh, Appleseed? You know, I, I don't know, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I have been... Then what, what made you go, then? What made you find... Well, there, oh, right, that's it. We're packing up the car. I'm going. Yeah, no, there's a there's a, guy, a friend of mine, Chris Larson, and he went, and he invited me to this uh, this particular event, and I said, yeah, i got to go. I, I definitely got to go. So he and I have been talking about it for a few months. Um, and was and, it and different other... than what you thought it was going to be? It was pretty much what I, what I thought it was going to be because I, I was very excited. I've actually uh, been in touch with you before. I am that crazy guy that wanted to make a cartoon about a. Uh, oh right, right, about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and and I, we're still I, on with I that, still, right? Well, I still want to do it. Um, okay. I, and the thing is, the thing is now though, it's like when when they were shooting at that uh, couch, I thought, well, that was my couch they're shooting at. <laughs> and uh, they were sh- they were shooting at the TV on the couch, and I thought that's my TV. But um, that's the thing. I mean, my my whole life I've been kind of sitting on the couch, and I've been uh, you know my my career is as a uh, cartoon animator, uh, and I yeah you're you're don't... very good at your job. Oh well, thank you. But but the thing is, it doesn't make me a very good rifleman. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, like I, I, well, you you were listening to the show as it's been going along, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you understand that uh, when we talk about being a rifleman, that we're not talking just about shooting. We're talking about right. living our lives as riflemen, trying to be the best person that we can be. And you can do that without shooting. But that's uh, right. I've got the I've got the is, heart of a rifleman, and I've got the skills of a cook. Okay. <laughs> That'll change. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you've been listening to JB and I talk. Uh, what do you What do you have to to add to this? When we're talking about uh, about subverting your ego, about uh, about putting the mission above your your ego and your will. Uh, it, you don't have to have been in the Appleseed program to have been experienced or to to see cases like this. What do you have to say about that? 
Well, in terms of what? In terms of, uh, you know, it be it becomes, the cause becomes bigger than, you know, bigger than your life. Well, you know, I, I think we're getting into a point in our country's history where we've got to start thinking like that. We've got to start putting causes above our conveniences and, uh, you know, putting... You know, understanding the spirit uh, that made this country great, um, understanding that you know that spirit doesn't just doesn't just uh, grow on trees. You know, it's something that's got to be fostered and nurtured and taught to our to each generation. And that's that's what what you guys are doing. So I mean, it's the right thing to do, and I I want to be a part of it. Okay. That's what I was hoping to hear. So so you're going to keep shooting? And then, listen, uh, you're already <laughs> a part of it. Shooting. I think you and I had this conversation by phone, is that you don't have to be an instructor to be part of it. All you have to do is just, and you don't even have to say that out loud. All you have to do is say it in your head is, is I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of making this nation a better nation. And voila. That's it. All of a sudden, you're a part of it. That's what, that's what I want to do. And the thing the thing is, I realized as I thought about it, it's like, man, if we made a cartoon about this that people could watch, well, would that be really doing any any good? Because then they're just sitting on the couch watching cartoons again. <laughs> well, y- y- yes and no. I mean, anytime you know, I've I've talked to people many times about uh, promotional stuff, and I'm sure that uh, that you are no stranger. To that, uh, and right, right. and I've been and doing anytime all my you can life get, yeah, anytime you can get uh, a product or uh, or an idea out in front of people, and it and it takes a lot of different angles, and by angles I don't mean uh, gimmicks or scams. I mean you have to come at a person from from many different. Uh, directions a lot of times in order for them in order for the idea to take root or to take place the same idea with uh, with our with well like the the mission of apple seed and what the idea of that is that we plant the the seeds uh, and basically we're doing it about like Johnny Appleseed we're we're throwing the seeds out and some will find fertile ground and some will not some of the seeds will land on rock, barren rock, and even if they sprouted, they would end up just dying because there's nothing there to uh, to nourish them. But some of the seeds will take root, and uh, right. and some of them will grow. And I think the the idea you have for the cartoon is really great, and uh, I would like to keep I would like to keep working on that. And I know you don't, you don't have a lot of time, but I would like to keep working on that and get it uh, and get it out because we're getting big enough now that uh, that a cartoon. Uh, that could go uh, uh, on the internet and go viral, or that we could use in promotions would be a, a great thing for us to have. Uh, I think it would be too. I think it would be too, and I, I'd I'd love to be a part of it. And I I can try and put a uh, put away uh, a certain part of my week to get it done little by little. So, but uh, yeah, let's make sure that um, I will. Well, I'll talk to you. you. I'll talk to you again this week. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to take up too too much time on the show, but uh but I just want to say I you know, it's like hey, 
you got me off the couch. <laughs> well, that's that's what we were trying to do, and uh, and you succeeded. And we can, and I'm I'm grateful that the seed that we that we threw in your direction landed on fertile ground, and that it's uh, that it's taking root and. It's it's I already know from speaking with you that it's gonna end up bearing fruit. So so I know I see on a daily basis that the program is working. Is it working fast enough? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that anybody knows. But yeah, is it working fast we enough? <clears throat> well we have uh 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 Doctor Fisher, Doctor David Hackett Fisher wrote the uh <coughs> I would almost call our, our teaching manual. And uh, it's uh, Paul Revere's ride, and it's the most uh, detailed account of the events of April 18th and 19th, 1775, uh, that I have found so far. And I believe me, I've looked everywhere, and this is the most detailed event. But he's written another book uh, called The Great Wave, and it discusses timelines and the reasons that things have happened at certain times. And uh, hopefully Dr. Uh, Fisher will come back on the show. I'm trying to get him to come back on the show in the uh, in the next couple of months to discuss that book and also Washington's Crossing, which if you haven't read that, be sure and take a look at that because he did a great job uh, on the events of uh, uh, of December and January 1776, which I consider to be where the American Revolution was was actually. The American Revolutionary War was actually won. You know, we actually bent around the corner and bent into this thing full tilt and uh, and took it to fruition. So hopefully he'll be on to discuss that and the Great Wave and uh, and also to answer you guys' questions about uh, about Paul Revere's ride because we have the April 19th events coming up and I was. I'm uh, hoping to get him on before that so that you guys can talk to him and ask him any questions before you get your uh, April 19th uh, game uh, put together. <clears throat> well, I want to thank you again for what you what you have already done and what you are uh, what you are considering doing, and I'll give you a call this week so that we can discuss it again because uh, I'm really excited about it. And, okay, Scott. And any time you have any questions, uh, feel free to PM or call me. I'm always I'm always there, always ready to listen. Okay, my friend. All right, thank you. God bless you, brother. All right, you too. All right. Bye. <clears throat> well, I, I believe that uh, I believe what he was saying was uh, was right on the mark. Uh, that that. The mission that we're doing here, and you can look at it a lot of different ways, but the way I look at it is that this mission is as important as anything else I'm doing in my life. And uh, otherwise, believe me, I would not be I would not be devoting the amount of time that I do devote to it. And uh, and thank goodness I have a an understanding family because it taxes them. <laughs> yeah, if you heard that from the other room, that was my family shouting amen. Uh, so uh, I believe that 
I believe it with all my heart that it's a very important mission. And and another reason that uh, we should be working on this angle of it, J.B., because this is one of the things that uh, that uh, I, I don't know if all organizations go through it, but I have to think that they must. And we have come to a certain point in, in our organization. It's like... Uh, I don't know, like, uh, well, you know, before I I, I, I rebuilt a, a truck from the ground up. And uh, when I had it, when I had the engine rebuilt, and I rebuilt the engine too, just from the block up. And and I set it up so that uh, uh, it was, I could start the engine and have it running without anything else on. And I did, and I turned it on and started running. And uh, it was not balanced correctly, and the engine was running. I mean, it was running. It was, it was doing what it was supposed to do. But there was so much movement in it that that if I didn't correct the balance on the engine, it was going to tear itself out of the motor mounts. And right. and I believe that's kind of the point that we're, that we're heading to with yeah. the program, is that yeah, if we don't analogy. do something yeah. soon, then then we're going to rip ourselves right out of the motor mount, so the engine's going to bury itself in the asphalt beneath the vehicle, and the, and the truck's just going to stop moving. Yeah. And, and even if it even if it isn't something that kills the program, it's definitely the sludge that's uh, slowing it down. And right. We, we could be running so much more efficiently, so much more long-term, uh, if, if we weren't held back by these little things. Right, let's take another caller. Uh, area code 505986, you're on the air. Hi, Scout. It's Warren. I couldn't get my computer to work, so the only way I could get to listen to you tonight was uh, to pick up the telephone. <laughs> well, well, great. Who is this? Warren, uh, Captain Vaughn on the forum and uh, uh, you know, friend of Sam's from uh, uh, Santa Fe up here. Well, welcome to the show. It's good to hear you. I haven't spoken to you in quite a while. How have you been? Uh, doing all right. Um, you, you were talking about, you know, family, and uh, I'm fighting my biggest battle if uh, if I'm going to be involved in uh, Appleseed uh, more more thoroughly. Uh, I'm trying to convince my partner Shorty to uh, to come along with it, and uh, you know, so that's uh, part of the soft war, I guess. Well, that I was going to say that that would be that's the very first thing you can do, and listen, that has worked quite well for a lot of instructor uh, families because if you can do that, then you, then you got it perfect because then you also get the paid vacations, right, uh, <laughs> together. <laughs> you don't have to share your hotel room with somebody you don't know. You can uh, you just grab your partner, and uh, and you guys can, you can instruct together uh, as a team, and that's the best way. Get them on your team. Get them to instruct with you because it's hard otherwise. It's hard because... Like I said, we ask a lot of our instructors. We, I'm telling you, we we have become the experts at uh, jumping on the instructor's back and digging the spurs in and whipping them until uh, until they're frothing at the mouth and uh, and they've worn their 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 legs off all the way up to the knee joints. Uh, you know, we'll ride them into the dirt. Yeah, uh, and it's not because it's not because we don't care about them. It's because 
we feel the mission is that important. We feel that the mission is that important. And uh, but how do you find the balance? How do you how do you find the balance between? It, it's easy. It, it was easy for at some periods in American history for folks to see the threat, to see the danger. Uh, it was easy to see it in World War II. Uh, you know, it was a very easy thing to see. But the danger we face now is just as serious as the danger we faced then, if not more so. It's just not as easy to see. It's more so. You know, I was reading a report subtle. the other day about the American uh, highways, American bridges, and about American concrete and steel structures. And, and they've run since the uh, the great expansion projects 50 and 60 years ago and these structures are right at the ends of their limits so you've got these these steel bridges that look absolutely great on the outside but underneath the paint they have they have deep rust that's eating through them and and rust is just not a romantic or dramatic thing that you can see. It's one of the things that you can't get out there and say, come on, follow me, guys, follow me. We've got to defeat the rust on the bridge. And everybody's cheering and yelling, and they're all running to get their, their scrapers and their wire brushes, and and everybody's just filled with a patriotic fervor to defeat the rust on the bridge. It's just, it's not like that. But you know what? That rust is sitting there 24 hours a day eating away at those bolts, at that structure. And one day, the bridge, sure shooting, that bridge is going to fail. It's going to take a lot of folks with it. And that is a situation that we find ourselves in now. By the time that we can get something we can point at, then it's going to be too late. By the time the, the immense troubles become so evident that everyone can see them, then we are going to be in failure mode. We have to do something now. And it's hard for to it's hard to motivate people and it's hard to justify the amount of time and effort we're putting into this, but but it's extremely important. Well, indeed. I, I think my first convert is going to be my toughest one and I think after that it'll uh, it'll be an easier job. Hey, listen. <laughs> if, if you if you can convert your your significant other, then you have made the most important uh, the important breakthrough in the program. Because <clears throat> without them, uh, you're not doing nothing. You're not going nowhere. Uh, you may, but your life is going to become a nightmare. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the most important thing is making sure they understand. And the best way to do that is to get them involved in the project somehow. Now, luckily, my, my wife she helps me when she can, but she, I'm lucky in the fact that she is involved with a service organization. You know, she's part of the Junior League, and they have uh, uh, weekly meetings, and she's constantly uh, on the phone or on the computer uh, handing out assignments or putting out fires, et cetera. So she understands. She has her own that, bucket to bail with. Right, exactly. And she's she's doing it, so she understands what a service organization does. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't understand that, listen, if you don't get a paycheck for it, then why are you doing it? And 
And the reason is is because if you don't do it, then nobody is ever going to get a paycheck anywhere for anything. And uh, it's just harder it's harder to point out. And the and what we're trying to do, what uh what JB and Sam and I were talking about with the with the program that we're trying to work on now is one of the things, you know, we hear all the time from folks in the program saying, well, how did, when, when did this come about, or this is new, or this is, uh, it didn't used to be like this, or, or this didn't used to be like this, or, or why is this happening now? And the reason is because you're, this isn't an established program that's already set in concrete that has 100 years of history to go on and we've already worked out all the gigs, etc. This is a dynamic program that is constantly having to change to meet the demands of uh, of the things we find ourselves faced with. And uh, you know, earlier I was talking about the military. And in the military, uh, listen, I'm telling you, the military has hundreds of years of experience. But I'll tell you, if you're not ready Every single day, you're going to get something new there. Every single day, if you're not ready to adapt to that and to uh, to accept that and comply with it, then uh, then you're going to get run over. And this program, even though it, even though we have different things coming out, we're only a few years old, and this isn't. We're we're not we're not uh, opening up a franchise of an established program. We're doing something that nobody has ever done before in the United States. We're starting a, a, a program that nobody has ever tried. This isn't some... Uh, well, Scott, that sounds kind of like what they were doing in 1775, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, they, they, were, uh, they were having to create the nation as they went along. And... Uh, and I'm sure they got at some of the same things. I'm sure you got some guy, uh, you know, uh, in, in some part of the uh, the Continental Army somewhere saying, I don't like this new thing that they're saying about uh, we have to take a bath every four days. We never had to do that before. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's the same the same complaints as we had. Well, I hope it's not the same. I don't want to hear instructors complaining about having to take a bath once a week. But it's the same kind of thing of uh, of being able to roll with the programs. And, and sure, it's hard for us because by nature, most of the instructors uh, have a conservative streak in them somewhere. So it's, uh, you know, we like to do things a certain way and we like to keep it that way or, you know. <clears throat> but as I said, it's a dynamic program. And the, and the, the work that, uh, that JB is working on is going is something – that is needed for the program. It's something that uh, that is going to, I think, uh, to really help uh, to really help iron out some of the rough places in the program. Yeah, it, it, you know, you want to talk about uh, dog years? Let's talk about apple years. You, you've been around this program for a year. You are one of the old guys, right? Yeah. Oh, it takes yeah. a year. So, yeah. <laughs> Six months is, is, is forever in this program, um, and and you think things aren't going to change? Yeah, things are going to change. They have to. They have to. You know, uh, uh, did, did did the strategy change during World War II? Well, heck yeah, it started out a certain certain strategy, but that strategy had to change and evolve because the world changed and evolved. 
and, and we're in the same boat here. But keep in mind, we're not what we're not changing. We're not changing the way we teach uh, you know, people to shoot. We're not changing anything about the teaching. We're not changing anything about the history and heritage. All we're doing is developing the weak spot of the program. Always has been the weak spot. We're just bringing that up to speed. Right. Well, it's, it, it's an enjoyable program from uh, from the outsider's point of view. I mean, like, you know, heck, five five apple seeds, I'm still cooking along, and uh, I've managed to entice my wife into making four apple seeds. So, uh, you right. know, I, I think there's hope for my uh, eventual victory on that, um, you know, counting a member into my fire team here. And uh, I'd, I'd like to... Uh, you know, continue with it once uh, once I get that. You know, I, I want that good foundation to go forward with. So that's my first. You, say you, um, you got her to go to four of them. Yeah. Well, there you go. She just she goes just to hear the dangerous old woman thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect. Hey, let's bring another let's bring another caller on the line. You don't have to uh, to hang up or stop. We'll just bring some another one with us. Uh. All right, area code five zero seven nine nine zero. You're on the air. Huh? Hold on, we'll be on the air in just a second. There you go, five zero seven nine nine zero. Hello, this is Freedom V from Minnesota. Hey, Freedom, how are you doing? Good to hear you again. Doing good. Looking forward. Uh, it's been a little below zero, and we're looking forward to uh, getting back to the the thirties this weekend, maybe for some range time. Well, below zero is normal for you guys, right, this time of year? <laughs> well, this year it certainly is. We've had more days of it this year than usual. So uh, so how many, so far, how many uh, of the winter seed patches have you guys given out? Um, well, there was a few in lacrosse, and I'm not sure how many Hinkley, but... Uh, there's been a there's been a few winter seeds in the state and uh Wisconsin but uh it's been uh it's been a little bitter the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it has. Well listen, you've been listening uh, for a while, haven't you? To the show mm-hmm. tonight? All right, uh give me your take on on what you've heard us discussing on the on the ideas that you've heard from J B and what we've been talking about. Well, I uh, I sent a uh, reply to Fred's last email that basically said the the faster an organization grows, the more growing pains it has, and and uh, it's been a, a wonderful thing that when I found the program, it's a breath of fresh air, and and uh, I'm I'm glad it's there, and uh, you know, everybody can can uh, bail a little bit and and uh, put their shoulder to the wheel, do what they can do, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, continue to make good progress. Right. And and one of the best ways I think we can do that is, uh, and Talon mentioned it earlier, and uh, of course JB and I have, have uh, we've talked about this for years, is one of the best ways you can do that is by not getting, if there's ever any... Uh, uh, anything going on, especially on the forum. If there's ever anything going on there, the best way uh, to deal with it is to just completely pass it by. 
don't even think about uh, hitting the reply button. Just uh, pass it by. Move on and and worry about the things that that really mean something or that are really important in your life and in your mission. Uh, because there's so much that goes on in your life that is not important, that is not uh, part of your mission. Uh, and... Uh, and it's easy to get sidetracked by those. Now, I'm not talking about zero-degree weather. That's pretty important in your life. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I can just uh, I can imagine that. You know, I I was up in uh, Ripley, uh, Ripley, Minnesota. You know where that is? Well, yeah, the the, uh, the fort up there. Right. I was at Ripley. Camp Ripley. One. Yeah. Uh, either January or February, for a winter warfare school. And uh, let me tell you, I had, as a Texan, I had never been exposed to to cold weather like that before. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the first thing I did getting out of the, uh, the airplane, because, of course, we didn't jump in. It was just a, a flight in. But the first thing I did... Once I got on the ground at the airport there, they had all this snow piled up in like 30-foot-high piles that they had, uh, I guess, pushed off the, the runway and stuff. And and I was an ignorant young boy, and I just yelled out, Woo-hoo, watch me, and went running and, like, tried to dive headfirst into the snow. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because you know, you know what the, the punchline is, and the punchline is that it was a – it wasn't snow at all. It was a 30-foot-high pile of ice. And uh, <laughs> it just about broke my neck, and it busted my lip and everything else. And, and the, the guys on the runway there, the Minnesota guys, just looked at me and shook their heads like, what an idiot. And uh, <laughs> and I experienced a cold there. We had a uh, we had one night when you know we got emergency flash messages, and they suspended all operations because... Uh, there was a storm coming in, and the expected temperature, I think it eventually got down to, uh, I, I don't know what the, the the actual temperature was. They said that we could expect up to 70 degrees below zero, which at the time, uh, it's, hard, it's hard for you to even fathom what that temperature is unless you're in it, because yeah. what is it? What is that temperature? It's meaningless, you know? You know what uh, 25 degrees is. If you live in Texas, you know what 25 degrees is, maybe. But anything, any negative number, anything minus X, Y, Z is is unfathomable. But uh, the main thing when it goes from thirty below back to zero, what <laughs> how nice that is. But uh, we're looking forward in Minnesota to our first uh, um, instructor boot camp in Winona this uh, um, coming up in a, this. Let's see, in February at the end of February here. And uh, looking forward to that. Well, that sounds great. Who's going to be instructing? Um, I would imagine uh, probably Aftermath um, and the the two state coordinators will be there, Aftermath and uh, VMT. Great. Well, that'll be great. Well, you guys are doing a great job there in Minnesota, and... Uh, I just want to tell you how proud I am of of the work that you guys have been doing and uh, and of the work that you've been doing, Freedom, because uh, I've been following 
your posts and uh, and the work that you've been doing for quite a while. And you've called to the show a couple of times, and I just want to tell you, I really appreciate the time and effort that you've put in. You're a good man. Thank you. We uh, had a good time. Uh, there was a, a gun show at uh, in Rochester, Minnesota, the Minnesota Weapons Collectors Association, and uh, we uh, we had over uh, 130 trifolds over the two days that were handed out. Maybe maybe a little more than that, but at least at least that. And uh, um, myself did and they, another volunteer. Did from they ask you guys to speak? Did they give you guys a chance to speak at the at the show? Well, there there was just uh, uh, tables and uh, people browsing through all the tables, and uh, we just uh, give the eleva- elevator talk as people walked by uh, browsing. Uh, a friend had a table there, and we shared the table with him. Well, there there are gun collectors uh, associations. Uh, in every state, and uh, if you if you will give them a call, uh, I'm not talking about you, Freedom, but uh, uh, for the rest of the folks, if you give them a call, usually they have uh, monthly or bi-monthly meetings, and they're always looking for speakers, and uh, it's a great group to speak to. So uh, it's another idea for you guys who are trying to get the word out to contact your local gun collectors association and uh, and ask if they would uh, if they would like to have you come and speak at an event. And I'm sure they would be glad to have you. Well, listen, uh, I want to tell everyone, uh, everyone listening tonight, everyone who tuned into the show, uh, thank you. All of the folks who called in tonight, thank you, Freedom. Uh, thank you, Lauren. Thank uh, uh, everybody, JB. Thank you so much for. Uh, for donating your your time this evening, I know you're I know you're not feeling uh, the greatest, uh, and I appreciate what you're doing uh, with this new project to help push the program forward. Well, thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure, man. Anytime. And uh, Sam, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And uh, we're going to uh, we'll uh, work out uh, some more of the. Uh, the test shows to try and uh, uh, to try and keep trying to make the technical part of the show better. Uh, and anytime uh, any of you guys have any uh, any suggestions or comments, we uh, we certainly welcome those. Uh, you can uh, either send them to me by email at range scout at Hughes.net, that's R-A-N-G-E-S-C-O-U-T, at Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S, dot net, or PM them to me, and uh, we're always uh, looking for ways to make the show better. Uh, In just a couple of weeks, I'll have a uh, long-term schedule of the show uh, posted uh, that you'll be able to see uh, all the upcoming guests for the next few months. Uh, we're going to try and get uh, Dr. Fisher on. Uh, we'll try and get uh, Jack Spierko from the Survival Podcast on. And uh, he's been on the show before and several other uh, new folks that will be coming in the next couple of months. So be sure and take a look at the upcoming schedule in the next couple of weeks. Be sure and take a look at the books on the show page, on the books that uh, 
that I have posted there. And uh, and then we'll look forward to seeing you again uh, this next Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Thanks again to uh, everybody who called in tonight, to everybody who listened. Thanks to the folks in the chat. And uh, God bless each and every one of you. And uh, I'll see you on the beach. Good night, everyone. Night, Scout.